Roll the jingle. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to write a jingle? <laughs> yeah, we have to. Oh, no. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a good jingle. Yeah. It just has to be a jingle. Okay. I'm, I'm going to adjust these just a little bit as we're, as we're going. Crank us a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I think that's Hello. good. Hello. Am I loud enough to? Yeah. I think okay, that's good. good. Yeah. Um, Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Yeah, so um yeah, let's let's dive into you know sort of why we are here and what we're trying to do. Yeah. I uh you know, I love I love new music and um I love old music. And, and you <laughs> love I love new old music. I love Oh, okay, that was one thing I was going to say about the band that you told me to listen to. Yeah. That I was I was actually surprised at how old it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. It's well, okay. So I mean, w- let's go. Let's go on this tangent. So my I, like I was raised on you know church music for the most part, mm-hmm. um, not in a good way, um, but you know like my dad, he is a like one artist person. You yeah. know, like he likes John Denver. And who that, doesn't? that is all that he listens to. Yeah. So, you know, I, like I, I didn't grow up with all this like classic rock or classic yeah. music yeah. period. So it's like, there's, there's been a whole range of discovery over the last like 10 years, especially of like, Oh, that like, you know, mm-hmm. watching the Ken Burns documentary about like, old old country music and being like wow this is so good oh man i have to watch that i haven't seen oh it's it's incredible you need to watch it Mm -hmm. it's i need to watch it again i love that finding like a good music documentary that you want to re-watch like um and as we get into influences i'll talk more about this but tom petty there's a tom petty documentary it's called running down a dream Mm -hmm. and i've I've seen it like I, I re it's something I rewatch. I love that documentary so yeah, much. That's good. I, yeah, well you're in for a treat. Cause this is mm-hmm. like a full, like 10 episode, you know, like from Hank Williams all the way to, you yeah. know, yeah. like it's, it's the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like, uh, the, the last waltz, yeah, the, you know, the band, documentary live show thing that mm-hmm. like it just i kind of just come to it every year yeah um and i've always wanted to like make it sort of like a thanksgiving thing oh cool of you know or mm. like or like sometime like some at some point in the year just kind of revisit it yeah um but yeah it's just like such a fun those guys just were super cool yeah you know and all the people that they have on come on stage with them and mm-hmm drumming and singing man yeah it's crazy but yeah i uh so so i i have been experiencing a lot of new old music you yeah. know of like oh this is like it's new to you but it's since you me. weren't exposed at a young age yeah you didn't know about it yeah yeah and then there's another layer of you know as i am getting older and as i'm maturing I'm all like a lot of my walls are sort of being torn down of like, you know, elitist walls of, Oh yeah. You know, just like, Oh, I, I don't, 
I don't like this just because I don't like the idea of it. Yeah. You know, like that was that way about country music for the longest sure. times. Like, oh, this is just like shallow, stupid stuff. And yeah. That that reminds me of something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, I feel like I've always been the type of person who does like ev- something from every genre, but there were yeah. definitely things that I'm like, that sucks. Yeah. But like now I find myself listening to almost anything and I'll be like, this is really good. Yeah. Maybe I'm not going to listen to this again. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe it's not something that is going to be on my like forever playlist or something. Totally. But like, I like this. Like, um, I was telling you that I was revisiting a lot of like early, like butt rock bands. Yeah. I, I don't know how much I told you about it, but no. I was like listening to like, um, Creed and, uh, puddle of mud mm-hmm. and like these bands are like joke bands you yeah. know nickelback i i don't know if i listened to a nickelback song when i was like going through all this stuff and i made this playlist but i was like wow like these like these songs like totally shred like the, <laughs> the guitar on these songs are so good the production yeah. work is so good like the lyrics are fairly good fairly good on some of them some of the, the lyrics suck yeah um the vocals weren't for me but they weren't like out of tune. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it's not something I'm going to listen to all the time. But I was like, for something that me and my friends have made fun of for so long, it's like pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, or like all, uh, I'll li- listen to like the production too. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, like exactly. you listen back yeah. to something that you've haven't listened to in a long time and, and you're like, Oh I see, like, I see that choice of, yeah. you know, that, that guitar sounds interesting. That's like a weird room reverb that they're, you know, using on that or, you know, and it's, it's almost like a completely different perspective to be able to jump into. Yeah. And, and speaking of like the way that you and I will probably interact or, or think about production, um, at some point. I might force you to go down a Beatles tangent oh, because wow. I know, cause I know you have like a history. You, you might have to like adjust the, there's okay. like a thing to tighten it. Um, and, and there's another one on that side too. It's okay. You, okay. Nice. Sorry. Anyway, because I know that I don't know what your relationship with the Beatles is now in your life, yeah. but the I've, one thing I will say about, about yeah, the Beatles. The one thing I'll say about it, if you don't like the songs and stuff like that, the production of especially some of those later Beatles records is like we wouldn't be where we are today if the if like the not even the producer George Martin, but like the sound engineers didn't do things the way that they did or didn't have yeah. like a problem to solve. And like you could hear it, you know, yeah. in you listen to like a Beatles record on your headphones and you're like wow like this was really well recorded yeah anyway that's all i'm gonna say about that we don't have to go down that rabbit hole right now but preview right this is like (laughs) this i feel like this will be like a preview of like other things we'll go into yeah totally um yeah i've i've hated on the beatles a lot i have a lot of uh apologizing (laughs) to do it's okay though it's okay though, you know, like but if it's you that didn't elitism. like a thing when you were at a certain age. And it, it's only elite elitism. It's the everyone else. Yeah. You know, everyone else like it. And it's like, oh, well, is it really that good? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but here's the thing 
there is there is some of the like everyone likes that and i don't understand why with a lot of pop and not pop in as like the genre but like popular music there's oh sure you know what i mean like i think that's why um you know we didn't like nickelback when we were younger and we just didn't get it but they were selling millions of records and we didn't know who was buying it but like we knew something about that wasn't for us and it was probably like to sorry it was probably the vocals you know what i mean like that just wasn't for us and and i i'm sure a lot of people feel that way about the beatles a lot of people feel that way about you know pop uh boy bands that were like you know this the songwriting while catchy and that's probably why a lot of like younger people got into it those of us who were like elitist when it came to like writing lyrics were like this is so surface level it's so below me yeah totally um I, you know, (laughs) I have to tell you this story. So, um, you know, I used to work at borders yeah, and, um, I was like on the, the inventory processing team. (laughs) And that just means that like we shelved the books, yeah, like, you know, the new, the new books, we, we alphabetized and shelved it and we get there in the morning. And so we get to like play our own music, like on the, Mm-hmm. on the you know the was speakers like, and oh, stuff the like whole store yeah the whole nice. store it was <laughs> it's tight um so you know me and my it was really just a team of us two yeah me and my coworker, we would uh sort of trade off yeah yeah take turns. and uh and one, <laughs> one day i put on bright eyes oh <laughs> bright like, eyes is not for everyone it is not for <laughs> everyone and i <laughs> You know, my my coworker was like he, like a dyed in the wool like pop like female vocalist like mm-hmm. Alicia Keys was yeah, his, yeah yeah was his thing, and just like over the walkie talkie at one point it was just like he was just like, why does he sing like that? <laughs> oh my gosh! And I was like, like oh okay yeah I uh, I never thought of that before because it just always sounded cool to me yeah you know yeah but. But like, look, looking back on it and, you know, it kind of sort of threw it in my face like, oh, well, I guess you, you can hear it's that. It's not, not a like traditional it. singer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, and the thing about Bright Eyes is Bright Eyes is so popular and did have like a very unique voice. Um, and, you know, it came from like, uh, like a folk alternative style, but like you think about other folky alternative um, people who are like way, you know, way further down like the weird voice rabbit hole than, than like Conroe Oberst is, right? Oh, like, totally. What was that band? Um, two, two Galants. Do you remember oh, Two yeah. Galants? Like, yeah. Like, can you imagine playing that for someone who yeah. is like only into pop and did, <laughs> like what they would think about that? Or, yeah, totally. I mean, even some like Bob Dylan, I know Bob Dylan's like one of the biggest artists ever, but there's some people who just never listen to Bob yeah, Dylan. And if they listen it. to it, they'd be like, what in the world is this? You know, yeah. I, uh, I have a sort of a sp- spicy take about, I feel that way about, uh, Leonard Cohen, his voice, his voice. Ooh, tell me. Cause I, I love his songwriting. He's like yeah. written some of the most amazing songs. Um, but there's just like there's uh just something about his voice. It's not that it's bad or anything like that. It's just like I have many times looked up mm-hmm. 
Leonard Cohen covers because I just want oh yeah you know yeah. I I just want I want to hear his song because it's an amazing song but I just don't want like his version of it. Okay, it's so funny that you say that because I agree. Yeah. Um. Like. Yeah. I. I totally see that with Leonard Cohen, and like Leonard Cohen isn't one of those people that like. You know, I'll listen to him, and he's good, but you know, his recordings don't make it into my like regularly played things. Um. And but. You know, like uh, the Rufus Wainwright yeah. um, version of Hallelujah is my favorite. You know, yeah. more than the um, the famous one that I is, is it Jeff Buckley? Yeah, than the Jeff Buckley one, right? I, I prefer Jeff Buckley, but I I see well, what you you're are saying. Wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I see what you're saying with <laughs> yeah. the that's the the close second. Yeah, but me. um, the the funny thing about uh Leonard Cohen too is um. I'm actually like a really big fan of David Duchovny's music. And I don't know if I ever okay. told you this story, but like David Duchovny from the X-Files. Yeah. Uh, like maybe five or six or seven, you know, at least in the last 10 years, um, started putting out music. Like, I guess he's always been a, a musician of some sort, but he's actually always been a writer. Okay. Um, like he's written novels and he actually almost got a PhD in, in like English literature wow. before he got into the um, X-Files. But um, he put out this album that I loved and he's super influenced by Leonard Cohen. Okay. And his voice is kind of like Leonard Cohen's well, too. Like low. And, yeah, low yeah. And, and poet poetic, Yeah, you know. Um, and I actually really love that album. I haven't gotten into his newer albums, but that one album is just so good to me. And, uh, and like, um, I went to see him live with a friend of ours and, uh, this friend was like, hated it. <laughs> Why are we here? And, uh, and was like, do you like, just want his autograph? I'll just go and up like, there and get his autograph. It made me so mad that yeah. it, it kind of made me. I was bummed that that he didn't like it yeah. because I was like it's but it's David Duchovny and the music is good. Yeah. And uh and he was like but and it was so bad live to um to him yeah. and uh and then he posted about it on Facebook oh, no. and I got so mad. I was like why you got to call him out? <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just like internalized it and always yeah. held that against this friend. I I like I could see how you know you were able to see through the, like his like the fact that he's famous in another way, yeah. but some people can't yeah, see yeah. through that. Like no, they, they just think like, Oh, well this is going to suck because this is a, an actor trying to, yeah. To and do this and like, he's not the best singer. Like I said, he's sure. like Leonard Cohen and he's yeah. a little pitchy. And also another thing about me is I always, I feel like I have a penchant for bad singers. Okay. Like Mark Hoppus, yeah. terrible singer. Terrible. But I I love his songs and I love the sound of his voice. And I think part of that is because I've always been a bad singer. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, many people told me you shouldn't sing. And and I would and that made me sad yeah. on the inside. Uh, but it also made me determined to keep doing it because I was like, but I, it feels good. Like, I really enjoy it. Like, um, how rude of you to tell this kid not to sing. Um, and I feel that way about all these other bad singers too. Like, I feel like I got to like, you know, stand up for them. I'm like, yeah. you know, sure. They're a little pitchy or it takes them a while to get it and they, they don't sound good live, but like the songwriting's so good. 
yeah. that like it almost to me it's like you know even though i do like the sound of their voices um i'm like so many people are putting so many great songs to the side because yeah. they can't see past this like um this one rough edge yeah you know? totally or or like the other side of that where they're elevating the singer but don't realize that the song that the singer's singing yeah yeah is like written by like four other people <laughs> you know yeah, and it's still and not that good they're just you know? singing it yeah, yeah essentially but or or like um i i always think back to like american idol like the the singers that would like come in an audition and they were really good yeah. and they would do like the I, I'm not even. Gonna do, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the trills, you know, yeah. like all these different scales, mm -hmm. and uh, that's just not that impressive to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I'm impressed that people like by good singers that can control their voice. Yes, but like when you're like showboating, it like it's kind of a turnoff musically, yeah. you know. For sure. Well, yeah, it's like it's a different thing. It's you know, it's a it's a well made dress yeah. instead of like you know a poem <laughs> you yeah, know it's yeah. like it's a different yeah different kind of thing um but yeah so i guess we should get into sort of we we wanted to create this uh music discovery podcast um mm -hmm. where we sort of um introduce each other to to really good music um that the other has not heard mm -hmm. um so yeah, like so, my taste in music um, has like really been a sort of a strange journey. Yeah, you know, like uh, y you know, we were in bands together. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know, in high school and coming out of high school, I was really into uh, you know, brand new and you know, s sort of like the brand new, but also even like more emo. Yeah, you know, just yeah. surrender, like super guitar heavy, sort of pop punk. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, after, you know, after sort of like through college age and being in bands and stuff, I sort of found folk, um, you know, through some other bands that we've been in, you know, like mm -hmm. Daniel and Mike and just yeah. being around them, like you just naturally like sort of start to respect you know like folk like a good folk song yeah um and that a song could be so much more with like a lot less mm -hmm. um and so like that that sort of my taste sort of split into at that point of this like you know folk side um but also you know this <laughs> this pop punk you know yeah yeah um you know, side of, of, you know, the, the blink 182. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but then like it can continue to split because, you know, it split into those two. And then I, um, it took me a long time, but I eventually stopped hating on, you know, pop just like yeah. straight up pop songs. Mm -hmm. Um, and eventually like I, grew the maturity to be able to like take it as it was mm -hmm. and um stop minimizing it because it yeah. sounded so good yeah um and you know so then you know there came forth uh 
uh, the third spring of the pop. Um, and then, you know, like from there, it just really started triangulating into, you know, my love for folk, you know, sort of absorbed country with it and like got me to like, like old school country. I still yeah. can't do, I still can't do, you know, the last maybe like 30 years. Yeah. Modern country. I can't, but like, I think there's versions of modern country in the nineties yeah. that I'm like, Oh, that was actually pretty good. Even though it, even though it was like the reason that we have like the, um, like Keith Urban's yeah. and, and like the things, uh, I, I don't know necessarily that I, what I don't like about Keith Urban. Yeah. But I know that like these, like, you know, two thousands, like, uh, you know, uh, po- I, I call it post nine 11 country really. Right. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. like the hyper, hyper patriotic, yeah. hyper, like, um, pandering basically. Yeah. Pandering. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I, I still can't do that. Oh, no, it's it, time for something. Yeah. Is that me? No, no that's, that's me. Um, yeah. So, um, and you know, there's, there's like actually like a really, maybe we'll get into some of these albums a little later, but, uh, there's, there's some like really good country that's being made now. Oh yeah. It's called like, like new age country or something mm-hmm. like that. But I, I actually have, I have a new artist, newish artist that yeah. I don't know if you've heard of them, but I think I should introduce to you through this podcast as our okay. new thing if so, you haven't heard of them. So should we not? Well, yeah, lay it on me. Uh, okay. Um, that way I know. Do you know Rustin Kelly? Yes. Yes. <gasps> so good. We should still talk about him. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And related, exactly. you know why I know about Rustin Kelly? Because the other person that you probably know of, Casey Musgraves. Yeah. They were married. Totally. Yep. Oh, okay, so you know the whole thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm sorry. You, I'm oh, sorry. Man, yeah, I I'm, thought I had something. I'm, I'm well versed in in the. <sighs> anyway, but yeah, yeah I that, love that. That's new it. That's it. You know, or like the or the really old school like leaning like mm. uh, Billy Strings. Have you heard of him? No, He's I like haven't. In, an insane. I want to listen to him. An insane, uh, like picker. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so just. Um, there's there's a lot of cool yeah. country happening now but uh that to say you know the folk eventually you know went into like Hank Williams and and mm-hmm. that and the pop eventually like led me um to hyper pop which i i love i would love Sorry, I would love to uh, be introduced to some hyper pop from oh you. Oh my god! Yeah, because there, I, I think I Let's know go. some of the like, the basic, basic B word hyper pop like yeah. grimes and stuff. But yeah. I don't know. I, I'm like, this is good. Tell me more. You yeah, At Charlie XCX is okay. I've the heard best. of Charlie XCX. Okay, she's the, she's like the best gateway into hyper pop. But oh, there's, there's another some, some tight. It's just like super yeah. maximalist. Yeah, you know. I had this Crazy like, playlist. I had this playlist on my old Spotify account. I have to like find um, that has some hyper pop that I want to throw your way and see if yeah. you, if you know of it. Heck yeah! Like let's go. I I love. There's just something I've all like been very drawn to. Like very happy, like mechanical sounds, like mm. like industrial uh, is like. 
a I, word I come back to a lot. Although I don't like, I don't necessarily think that I, I know there's like genres out there like mm-hmm. called industrial, but like, I like to the tones of like mechanics. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like as I'm listening to you and I, and I know your background of like being into like pop punk and emo yeah. and folk, like I know that you've always been into the, those things, but then, you know, understanding more about like how that's led to other things. And, and now you saying like, hyper pop and like these industrial noises and i'm like well that sounds like your project your yeah. current project bunny fox i'm like yeah. i listen to that i'm like oh yeah like i know like uh at least the things i've heard aren't like hyper hyper fast fast but yeah. like i i actually kind of hear the like the hyper pop influences versus oh, for like sure. pop. yeah i, for I love sure. that i love like i just i got you know mm-hmm. super hard into it and you know then i i also like hip-hop i although mm-hmm. you know that's a I, you got to, you know, anyone out there needs to forgive me. I, I like hip hop, you know, but everyone else knows more about it than oh, I do. Oh yeah. Like uh, I, I, actually, I just love beats. Yeah. Know? I actually I love... don't know like any, anything about modern hip hop. Yeah. To be honest with you, like the, the most like modern hip hop stuff that I've listened to has, is like why, which isn't, it's like yeah. indie rock with, you know, with a twist, with a twist, yeah, right. Going in that direction. Um, yeah. I, I can't like for the life of me, think of anything else that's like modern. And then other than that, like I love like nineties rap, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that is where, when we're talking about music discovery and mm-hmm. like the bands that, you know, all be bringing to this, um, that's sort of where I'm coming from is, um, you know, folk, mm-hmm. um, you know, bright eyes. Yeah. When we're talking about folk, I'm talking about, you know, bright eyes, neutral milk hotel. I'm using, I'm painting it a very broad brush, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, you know, pop punk with, you know, like brand new, but also just like a lot of like guitar stuff. Yeah. And like the new, mo- like the new like pop slaughter punk beach dog, new, new emo. So Midwest good. Midwest yeah. emo. Like it's just, it's so yeah. good. Um, and you know, hyper pop, Charlie XCX, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, so that, that is where I'm coming from. What, tell me about, you know, your, how would you describe your musical taste? Um, I feel like I should kind of talk about like my timeline of listening to music to like cover all the bases. Like, um, so, uh, growing up, my dad always listened to, um, what we call classic rock. You You know, I guess when I, when we were a kid, it wasn't that old you know it was like stuff from the 70s and 80s it was like right? their puddle of mud yeah, yeah yeah but i mean like you know he liked um like journey and and led zeppelin and he would just listen to the radio like he didn't have he had some cassette tapes and stuff like that um and uh like we didn't have record players like definitely cassette da- cassette tapes but um you know so i remember you know driving in the car and listening like like the the wheel in the sky and and uh free fallen and all of that stuff right um 
And, uh, and so like, that was like definitely very early. And then having like older brothers that were listening to popular music of the time, like in the nineties, like, um, you know, that we'd listen to like the modern rock radio, like, um, you know, in this area we had quad, if you yeah, remember quad, totally. mm-hmm. um, and there were some other ones like pre quad that were like playing like grunge and, uh, and like nineties rock and alternative and like even some like the softer stuff. So, um, yeah. you know, I'm, I think that formed the strongest foundation for me for everything was nineties rock. Like I still love nineties rock, but I remember as a kid, you know, listening to Nirvana and the offspring, um, and like Soundgarden and Pearl Jam, like all like the big names. Yeah. Um, and then listening to, uh, you know, the early, early versions of like pop punk, like, uh, I guess even the offspring, I feel like is more pop punk than grunge. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, green day, um, and, and then getting in the later nineties, like blink One Eighty Two, and then the more like pop rock bands like third eye blind, um, and, uh, like, uh, buzz ballads, like any band that you think of like on buzz ballads, like Bush (laughs) and, um, all those like one hit wonders too. All the one hit wonders. Like I always think like one of my favorite songs when I was a kid was, uh, the song by this band called deep blue something one hit wonder. Um, it was called Breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay. Do you yeah. know that song? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's such a weird, you know, song yeah. to like as a kid. But I uh, I remember loving that. Um, I love, I love, quick tangent. Yeah. I love in the 90s, like, how super specific, like, the, like, the songs were. Like, the situation in the song, like, what's yeah. happening is just, like, so weirdly like the idea they're trying to communicate is like I, so specific. I actually feel like we're back at that. I've been noticing like new songwriting and this is something I want to talk about is like, yeah. I feel like the bands that we grew up on as far as like high school bands um, and a lot of bands that we liked were very poetic and yeah. like the way we write is very poetic. Right. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many songs nowadays that are like story songs. It's like a full, yeah. it's like a narrative story. Like, a coherent stream of consciousness already. Like they're talking about like walking through a room and all of the things that they're seeing. And like, it's so very specific. Um, we'll go into that deeper, but I'm yeah. just like, I'm just like really, I've been thinking about so much lately about like the way people write songs now feels so different. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think, I think, you know, there's like the whole, the, the Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. Movement. Yeah, like exactly. that, yeah. that, like I was just, um, I don't know if this is how you pronounce her name, but uh, Samia. I don't know who it's that is. S A M I A. She yeah. just came out with a new album. Super, super good. But it just, you know, it's very, it's very like that. It's very mm-hmm. Phoebe Bridgers, like, you know, uh, trying to be as um, sort of specific and descriptive as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and almost like throwing like some nostalgia in there, mm. you know, trying almost like trying to date your song. Yeah. So that like it, it puts you like actually in a place. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so back to like, uh, 90s rock, 90s rock. Yeah, oh, man. I love 90s rock so much. Um, and I think, you know, listening to that modern radio led me to, cause like, you know, 
late 90s like 1999 enema of the state came out and like pop mm. punk like exploded right there's like yeah. all these other pop punk bands that were like coming out and getting big and uh and um i i kind of remember and also at the same time like new metal was coming out so like quick si- aside uh one of my favorite bands like in 1999 1998 was papa roach because go. like you know new metal rap metal limp biscuit all of mm-hmm. that stuff that's what my brothers were listening to oh, yeah I can and, totally see know, that for you, brothers. I, and I, you know, and they continue to listen to it. <laughs> um, and, but I remember like the turning point, like six in sixth grade. Uh, I remember um, like s- sitting outside the classroom with someone who like turned into like my best friend. They're just someone who like I knew it was yeah. uh, this kid, uh, Billy. And, um, and we, uh, for some reason, like me, him, and someone else were like s- started singing. Um, Cut uh, my life into pieces. No, no, a Blink One Eighty Two song. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, we started singing a Blink One Eighty Two song, and I knew every single word to it. And I didn't realize it. I was oh, like, "Why do I know yeah. every single word of that?" Like, but it'd been on the radio a lot, and it was all the small things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so, like, then I was like, "Well, that's my favorite band then," mm-hmm. and I love Blink One Eighty Two. And so I remember my brother had him of the state, so I'd like borrow his CD. Yeah. And kind of maybe around the same time, maybe a little bit younger than that, um, my other brother uh, had like a party with his friends and it was in our neighbor's house. So he's like best friends with our neighbor. They had like this party with all their friends and I got to like be there because, you know, the neighbor's mom was there too. And and they had a CD player and uh, and one of them put on um, the Green Day album that had Time of Your Life on it. Nimrod. And I was like, and they were all into it. And I was like, oh, I really like this too. And so I was like, um, you know, I really want to get a Green Day CD for my birthday. I didn't even have a CD player. I was like, but my grandma takes me birthday shopping. So yeah. she took me to like Target and we bought this Green Day CD. And I didn't know what CD the song was on or even what the song was called. I just knew it was Green Day. Yeah. So I didn't get. I didn't get the, that Nimrod, CD. You got Nimrod. Dookie? I got Dookie. Okay. So Dookie Good was for the you, first though. CD I ever bought. Good so like for you. Dookie, like that, combined with like Blink-182 and like knowing all those lyrics got me super into pop punk. Yeah. And uh, and there was also around the time where, um, you know, we started getting the internet and you could like look things up. Um, Hold on. You left us hanging. How did you get the CD player? Oh, so I so we had a computer that didn't have the internet that had okay. a, a CD player in there it. And so I would listen to it on that. And then like the next birthday, there the next go. year, um, <laughs> I asked for a CD player for my birthday. And my mom got me like this little silver CD player. Nice. Uh, I love that thing. A little cart before the horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I had a CD for like a whole year without even having my own CD player. Um, and, uh, and so um, I remember what really broke everything for me was like, I knew I liked pop punk and I knew that I liked Blink-182 and Green Day. And I was listening to Quad one night. Um, and I was like, uh, the DJ came on and he was like, yeah, there's this new band called Newfound Glory. And they kind of sound like Blink-182. We're going to play them up soon. And I was like, it was like a school night and I had to take a shower and I popped like a cassette tape into my, into my radio hit record. to hit record. And I went and took a shower and I came back and, uh, and actually they hadn't played it yet. And like, when I came back, they started playing, um, hit or miss. 
And I was like, this is the best thing I have ever heard in my entire life. (laughs) And I like got obsessed with newfound glory. And uh, my brother had Napster on the computer. So I had to like figure it out. So I downloaded uh, some newfound glory songs. Um, And then, you know, I started, I, I bought the newfound glory CD I don't know how, like I got like $14 from my mom or yeah. something, or maybe it was another birthday thing. Somehow I got that newfound glory CD. Yeah. And inside the CD was a catalog that had Ooh, Columbia. A, no, it was, um, drive through records. Oh, heck yes. Dude. And so I so just, wait, how old are you right now? Uh, in, in this, this had to be, um, this was like seventh grade ish. <sighs> dude. Yeah. I'm so jealous. I know. So that's like a, that's impressive yeah I, I always you know kayla my wife i i always um say she's like so much cooler than me in, in high school because mm-hmm. she liked the strokes in oh, high school yeah yeah and it was like way too cool for me yeah. but that's like that that's like liking the stroke like you found drive-through like in seventh grade that's yeah that's tight um so i mean you know i was in seventh grade in uh like 2000 2000 uh was it yeah, 2000, 2001, seventh yeah. grade, because eighth grade was September 2001. <laughs> that stuff happened. Stuff happened. Um, but, that's, uh, that's when yeah. country was born. That's when country was born. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I would, uh, you know, whenever I'd get like allowance, like I'd like mow my grandma's lawn and get like $10 and like, you know, I'd do chores. Like my chore was always mowing the lawn. Like I'd mow the lawn at my, yeah, for my parents. And so, um, uh, or do other, other yard work things. And, uh, you know, I get $10 here and there and, uh, I'd go to the tower records in Lincoln center and, and, you know, I had the catalog and I would go to like the indie section and find the, the drive through records stuff. And then yeah. I'd also, you know, go to the drive through records website. Cause back in the day, all you had was websites Yeah, and it was so cool. Their website, it was like this, like, it looked like a drive through menu Yeah, and it was like, it was like, you know, nowadays websites are like rectangles, like blue rectangles, you mm-hmm. know, but it was so fun. It was like bubbly and weird and, you know, looked like it was from the fifties kind of. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they had like a little, uh, player and I had like dial up internet. And so like, I'd like <laughs> hit the player and like, let it buffer for like a minute. And mm-hmm. then it would play like a really shitty version of like an Alistair song or yeah. something like that. Um, so I just started buying all these, uh, those things and, then in eighth grade, um, you know, I was like, I'm into pop punk. And like before, uh, I feel like maybe it was like before eighth grade, I had Hot Topic had finally opened in, oh, in town and I had my mom take me there and I bought like a couple uh, like Hot Topic shirts, like a Newfound Glory shirt and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, so at school, you know, I made friends with the other people who would wear like studded belts and, go, um, and, you know, looked like, you know, they liked the same music and of course they did they knew you know they yeah. knew about some of the bands that i knew about um but i remember being in uh in a class with my friend tara who kind of hang hung out with like a different group than me but like knew all of these cool emo bands and okay. she's like oh well if you know if you like newfound glory and stuff like this i'll make you a mix cd yeah. and she made me this mix cd that is like uh like it changed my life like it had uh it had like a lot of the either the bands that are like still my favorite emo bands yeah or um 
sound like them but like the the main one on there that like blew me away was um the get up kids Mm. and i love the get up kids so much um now uh and and back then but it had other stuff on on there too like alkaline trios the first time i heard alkaline trio um and uh and there's this other band from back then a lot of people now um forget about but maybe you've heard of them they're called no use for a name I don't know if I ever often make you listen to them there. Okay. It's like a diamond in the rough. Like I okay. love, I love that band. But so that kind of got me into a lot of, um, emo things. And, uh, and so into high school, um, all this time, I feel like I was still like listening to the radio and I feel like I wanted to be the opposite of, of like, even like the punk kids that I was hanging out with. Cause they were all like, I'm punk. And I'm like, you know, emo is for pussies and mm-hmm. uh, anything that's not hardcore punk is for yeah. pussies. Um, and around that time, I started to go to like local shows for like pop punk bands. And then that led to going to like the hardcore punk shows because that's all there was. Yeah. Um, and so like part of me, like kind of wanted to like not be like that. And I was still listening to like mainstream radio. And I remember I was like in with all these like, um, you know, emo bands that I was discovering and downloading and getting into I was also like buying CDs of things I'd hear on like the radio, like, um, you know, I was really into nineties rock. So I remember getting, um, melancholy and the infinite sadness, Mm. the CD, the smashing pumpkin CD. And like listening to that on my disc man, when I'd like walk to school or walk around school, I'd have like my Sony disc man. And I'd be like, you know, that album is just like beautiful. One of the best albums that top five albums for me really yeah um and then the other thing that i was like you know i don't care i'll listen to whatever as long as it's good and i like it and i'm not you know i'm not an elite not an elitist (laughs) i was an elitist about being not Not an elitist (laughs) um and uh i got into this uh songwriter named vanessa carlton yeah yes exactly like i heard a thousand miles and i was like i was like She's hella good. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. Like, make fun of me all you want. And I would be, like, carrying my disc man around, like, bopping out. And people are like, who are you listening to? I'm like, Vanessa Carlton. It's called Be Not Nobody. Um, but then the next day, I'd be, like, listening to some, like, screamy punk thing or, yeah. like, you know, sad emo thing. Um, and uh, And then also in high school, I met another friend, my friend Courtney, who, like, also changed my life musically because yeah. she introduced me to bright eyes and saddle creek and all these like kind of like folky um indie artists but also like she introduced me to like some emo stuff and i even think that like bright eyes is kind of emo right it's like emo folk um but like elliot smith and um and bright eyes and again she made me this like mixed cd that i was like wow this like changed my life yeah Um, and uh and I feel like that's that's like my core foundation because then all of that, like, you know, having those drive through bands, but then also these indie and folk bands, they make you want to find the new versions of those. So, you know, things like Taking Back Sunday and um, Brand New, yeah. like all these new emo bands came along and, um, and, you know, you meet older punks that introduce you to like older punk yeah um and uh and you know that's how i got into jawbreaker i had like my dad had this friend who was like kind of into punk and played in in punk bands in the 90s and uh he gave me his jawbreaker cd when i was like a sophomore in high school yeah um and uh and i don't know 
Um, and then also Courtney introduced me to Jeff to Brazil, which is like the other jawbreaker thing. That's like my, Definitely, like my one of my all-time favorite bands, Jets to Brazil, right? Yeah, I feel like you were just surrounded by cooler people. Yes, yeah. and then uh, the last thing I'll say because I'm sorry, I feel like I've been talking forever about my <laughs> musical journey. And, you know, well, we're not even to high school yet. Yeah, <laughs> well, okay, so like you know, you know, and also around that time, the internet, right? Like people yeah. on the internet send you things or you find things. Then MySpace comes out and you find all these MySpace bands. You go to local shows. I loved local music, like. I have like a whole box full. We should go through that we at should. some point. I have a whole box full of local music CDs. If you have some too, I want to yeah. go through them and also I found copy Pol- them. Polar State the other day. Ooh, I love Polar State. So good. Um, but uh, then you know, at the end of high school, I met Daniel. Mm-hmm. I was a uh, you know junior in high school. I met Daniel, became friends with him, and uh, and then after after I graduated high school, um. I uh, kind of not through Daniel, but just kind of through the local music scene. I met Johnny. Yeah. And then Johnny was like, I'm recording Daniel. You should come over to my house and like sing, sing on this, uh, on this um, group thing that we're doing for Daniel's album. And when I was there, I met Mike Gonzalez and another person that changed my life musically um, because Mike has like, such a, a huge you know knowledge of music and um yeah he came out of the womb with a record collection yeah yeah and so you know knowing daniel and mike they introduced me to i like why i heard why for the first time yeah. w- in a car with daniel and mike and um you know they're definitely a, a band that like i super loved and um there there's also a lot of bands that like i really liked a lot that like courtney got me into um, or I got into through the internet that like Mike really loved. And I was like, well, Mike's Mike's into that. I should listen. To, I should listen to more than just like the three yeah, songs I downloaded totally. or like, like with the new trust, like um, I listened to the new trust in high school, like, but I had like three songs that I downloaded for free off their website. Yeah. Um, and same with Velveteen. But then one day, uh, like Mike, um, I think it was, I don't know if it was when we were living together or like before we were living together. Uh, he had like a, I don't know if it was like a, a hard disc or something um, that had like hell of music on it. And he just like dumped onto that, my computer. That I'm sure like he his, paid for. Yeah. 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 He just dumped onto my computer all of this, like all of this music. Yeah. And I was like, let's go. Yeah. It was like it had like every new trust album. And I was like, wow, this is so good, you yeah. know? And like, um, I don't know. Um, and then, you know, the, the rest is history. Like, you know, just that my adult life, I, I've just, I feel like I've, I always discover new things the same way that you have, you know, through yeah. like Spotify or, um, reading blogs about music and stuff and, and going like, Oh, you know, who's this band basement? They're like, mm-hmm. they're, they're opening for a lot of the old bands that I liked and then getting into like, the new wave of this like grungy emo pop punk stuff, yeah. you know, what, what, what blogs you, do you read? So, okay. So when I was like, when I was younger, I list I read this, um, this like blog website called AbsolutePunk.net, but yeah, they covered okay. everything. And then that's how I, like they kind of shut down around the time that like new emo was coming out. So they, they kind of shut down around like, um, 2015 ish yeah you know 
Um, and since then I haven't like read that many blogs. It's more, I don't even know how I've discovered music. I definitely haven't discovered as much as you. Yeah. Like some of it was like through Spotify. Some of it was, I don't know, Instagram somehow. I I love stereo gum. Mm. That's the one that I, that I'm on all the time, but nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is a, a good segue into our first album okay. that we're going to talk about. Um, so this was one that I brought. Um, it, uh, it's Post Data is the name of the band, and it is their self-titled um, album. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, what what do you think? Let's let's get like, like just a like an overview of my initial reaction. Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, like I'm I'm sure you've done more research, so I'd love to hear like the history and stuff behind it. But I'll give you my initial reaction. Uh, very good. First mm-hmm. of all, like um, I I listened to the album like um, kind of twice as I was as I was doing things. So I um, I would say you know when you first listen to something, I don't really absorb the lyrics very well, so I I don't want to like comment on that. But it was a really good listen. Um, and my initial like uh you know drawing connections is like uh good like um semi-modern folk right like i yeah. noticed that it came out around 2008 and there's like definitely something i expect to hear around there but very like nick drake-esque yeah um but also from someone that was like very contemporary and i heard of like around the same time that this album came out um damien rice damien rice yeah sounded a lot like Damien Rice to me. Not that, that not not a bad thing, it's just like in that vein. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I I mean you you queued me up for some history, but I, I don't have a ton. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Okay. I'm not no, an no, expert. It's okay. it's okay. Like you don't um, have to. I just I'm curious but like the the first what you know. legit fact is like all good things, they're from Canada. Oh man, Canada! I love Canada's Canada. Just killing the game, just yeah. killing the music game. Weaker than, weaker than, yeah. dude. Um, it's almost a weaker than album. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost there. Um, but Canada's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so yeah, the post data is actually the like a solo project. Um. I think his name is Billy Murphy, but he he's actually in like a an indie rock band that's real like way bigger than Post Data, mm-hmm. um, called Winter Sleep. Okay, and um, and so Post Data is like his just his like spinoff solo project, um, and yeah, so like I'm pretty sure that I was fed Winter Sleep first. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Spotify or, or something like that. Um, and eventually got to post data and like the, you know, the first thing that drew me to him is just like, that is like the coolest band name I think I've ever heard. Yeah. It's when, just so perfect. When you sent it to me, I was like, that's a cool band name, first of all. And yeah. second of all, I thought it was going to be like hyper pop or something. Totally. Totally. It's, it's very like you expect it to be like more, electronic and yeah but yeah it's very like uh you know fall Mm -hmm. acoustic yeah yeah definitely you know um can we pause for a second totally okay Okay, so post data post data 
Yeah. So, uh, solo project, this, this album, you know, the little that I, I found out about it was that it was, um, actually a gift to his mother, Mm. um, that him and his brother recorded. Oh, um, which is like, which is really cool because when I think about something that you would like make for your mom, especially like a recorded something, um, like this album is like very like raw, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and emotional. Like it's not like a, Hey mom, you know, I'm, I'm going to like write you a couple pretty songs. It's like, like no mom, like this is my, like this is myself in these songs. And I guess, yeah. um, her, her parents had just like had died the the last year. So they had a rough year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's sort of like the theme through it, um, is I think, you know, sort of dealing with loss and stuff like that, but it's just like such a cool, like I, I, yeah, it just, it felt like a, the very real album yeah. to be like a, a gift mom album, yeah. you, you know, like, but that's such a, like, I, I, you were like, I'm not prepared with the history. That's like a perfect, like rundown of like the band and the, the, and the album. Just oh, post at music.com. Who's going to go to the website <laughs> yeah, or, or you true. know, like we can create content by just reading things off the internet. Let's go. You know, let's go. There's like Instagram accounts that just like, repost screenshots from reddit and have that's a million true. followers so oh, that's true you know yeah but yeah so i i mean i i love this this album so much i've um so he has three albums out and mm-hmm. they're all incredible this is the most sort of like raw and you know acoustic it's like just sort of it's very it's mostly an acoustic or two and like some like very earthy organ, um, synth kind of things. Yeah. Um, and like, so this album, like I just, I play it all the time and it's, it's just like my, I want to, um, just like sit and sort of be quiet with myself and, like feel my feelings <laughs> i i i totally get that like after listening to it it is um i feel like it's a very calming album one one thing that like i've always really liked to do um with music uh i always like to fall asleep to music yeah and when i was younger i could do that with anything like i'd be listening to like you know like finch or yeah. you know some some like pop punk or kind of screamy band and just fall asleep like i'd listen totally. to um a lot of that stuff but as i got older i definitely gravitated more towards more calm things and that's one of the things that i really liked about this album was like the not just the vibe but the quality of like the quality of his voice and the quality of the instrumentations yeah it had this very like um i don't want to say like organic tones but it felt so earthy and natural yeah. does that make sense totally like, i totally get what you're saying yeah, yeah. like like his voice is kind of like ASMR. Like I imagine like 
you know, a soft rain in a beautiful forest. Yeah. Like that's how the, everything sounded to me. Yeah. It's, it's all very like small room, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like it, it feels like you're, you're just in a small room listening to someone yeah. play some songs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. And it all sounds like real. And, um, I, I loved, like, I love the pacing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the, there's no hurry about the album whatsoever. It's just like, you know, um, doesn't, it takes its time mm-hmm. to get where it's going, which I think really adds to sort of like the, sort of the mood and yeah. the vibe. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. That's something that I'm, I'm not great at is, yeah. you know, like just sitting on it. It also, it was also a good album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, cohesive yeah like every song flowed into the next one so easily the like production it was like obvious that it was like you know one thing all together um versus i i know like the modern take has recorded a bunch of um uh singles and uh and you know maybe release them as an album later i don't know but like um the uh the thing that i feel like happens sometimes is when you when you write like that not necessarily record i feel like you know when you write um for singles rather than writing for albums i feel like stylistically and um and kind of like uh conceptually things don't flow it together as well and it sounds like the backstory that he like intentionally set out to write this for his mom yeah uh definitely played into like the conception uh conceptually i don't know if that's the right word for it but you know sure, yeah. the concepts behind this album yeah um and then also it sounds like the the production wise everything flowed so well together yeah i uh i also like loved the way that he married like the the acoustic elements mm-hmm. with um like you know synths and organs like they they all sound so um so blended yeah you know it's not like oh this is a guy i, I was gonna be room. honest like i didn't even when i was listening i did not like dissect the instrumentation yeah it was a force yeah you know it's what a, i mean like one package. i like the the acoustic stuff definitely stood out as like forefront like the vocals yeah. But I know there was like sounds in the background, but I wasn't even thinking like synth organ or anything. Yeah. I just know that there was like this um, wall of sound behind everything. Yeah. And yeah, it, it just, it, it all just sounds again, like the words that you were using, you know, natural and organic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's really hard to do that. It's Especially really hard to do with that synths. with, yeah, yeah, with organs and synths. And he does, um, he does a lot more with that in like future albums where, you know, he really starts experimenting with, you know, um, like drum machines and Mm -hmm. and cool little sounds, which like is like really my thing too, Yeah, you know, is like the, the combining of those two. Like I've always, I always want to hear how those things work. Yeah. Um, and I want to see people do it well, but, I don't very often. Usually it's, uh, it's a, it's this kind of thing. It's a, it's an acoustic chill song or it's, you know, something that's more electronic and Mm -hmm. you don't see those two pieces like combined very often. But yeah, I feel like that. I I don't know if maybe 
you discovered post data before or after this, but I also feel like that's something that you do as well is like you blend you blend like the drum machine hyperpop things with acoustic stuff sometimes, yeah. you know, not on every song, but yeah. um I feel like that's something that you've always you've always kind of done was blend blend acoustic with these other like sounds and different influences that you've had. Yeah. Um, I, and that, that's what, you know, one of the reasons why I was drawn to it. Cause it's yeah. like one of the, like an example of like, Oh, this is how it could work. You know? Cause for me, like yeah. it's just, you know, writing songs. Um, it, I, I just, you, I write on an, an acoustic guitar. It's like yeah. just a very practical thing, you know? So yep. it, uh, it's really like, okay, so what else is there? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like that's the only other, yeah. the, the, the only other question. Um, yeah. It's funny that you, uh, like you say that, you know, you, you found this and that's why you were attracted to it. Cause it, um, it kind of reminds me of, of one of the like things that I find joy in, in music is mm -hmm. like, obviously that your influences from the past are the things that are going to influence the way we are as, as musicians. And I think one of the ways as we like explore this podcast and we know how each other writes and stuff, we'll be like, Oh, that yeah. makes sense that you like that thing. Yeah, totally. But one of the things that I find a lot of joy in is like when I discover a, a band that I had never listened before and it like says back to me something that is a goal for me, like I'll hear something that I've never heard before. I'm like, that's what I, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, totally. Yeah. Like why? Like that is my goal. Like, not that I want to sound like that band, but they're achieving something sonically that I'm like, that I maybe couldn't express before. Yeah. And, um, and I'm like, yes, I want it. Like, I really want to do that. And sometimes it gives you the tool. You listen to how they do it and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's how I can do that. Or, or even it just gives you the, the courage to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, Oh, exactly. I, I can. It like, you know, frees yeah. you up to think, Oh, that these two things can be combined and it's not yeah. abrupt or harsh, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, yeah, I, t I totally get that. Like, I love, I love that feeling of hearing something that feels like very natural, but also yeah. like it's a pushes you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, do you, uh, do you have any, like standout tracks, like, uh, if you, you know, even if it's like song three, or um, there was a song towards the end. Let me look at the track list. Okay. Um, I feel like I had it. Oh, where's my mouse? We're like a radio show. We have our computers. I know. <laughs> I don't listen to like other podcasts, but I know that's a thing on like big podcasts where they have like a crew. They're like, yeah. Hey, pull this up. You yeah. know? podcast that i'm not going to name but uh, Pro producer jenny or whatever yeah yeah sorry oh. i was also listening to obviously i was listening <laughs> to that i was cleaning and i was just blasting it while i was mopping it's true uh okay and i had to look up um okay so um maybe it wasn't towards the end i feel like maybe in chemicals was like i i don't know everything flowed yeah. together so well but like or maybe it was the coroner um, those those are like those are two of my favorite yeah like those are two huge standouts to me i you know i was like thinking about like you know you're introducing this album to someone 
Like, where do you tell them to go first? Um, and like with, with this album, like, I think if, if a person can just listen to it from front to back, I think that, I think that is it. That is the best way. Yeah. When you asked about a song, I was like, I don't know how to answer this. Yeah. But one thing I remember about listening it to it, like, cause I did listen to it, you know, from the start. Um, and the other day I listened up to like track six and then today I re-listened to everything, but the way that Lazarus flows into end chemicals, like track one to track two, I like, I didn't realize I was just like working on something and, um, I didn't realize that it was on track two already. Yeah. I mean, that's how this album feels is like, it feels like the, the nine tracks are just different moments within, you know, the, the same piece, which is like really, really immersive. It's like super immersive Mm -hmm. in, you know, I, I think that's, you know, one of the things that he is able to do that is, is just so impressive and, yeah. And beautiful is, is, you know, he's just able to pull you all the way in, mm-hmm. but yeah, those, those are two of my favorites, but yeah, I, if like, it's definitely like a front to back yeah. kind of album, it's not yeah. like a, a single and some of, you know, his, he has two other albums out and those albums are much more like mm-hmm. album albums like less less conceptual and more like okay you can pull out a single from this yeah you know um and they're they're so good too but this one is just such a it's just a staple in you know my listening i come back to it all the time yeah i love finding those albums you know like that it's like i gotta listen to this whole thing you know yeah which i I think that's what we're trying to do here is we're trying to to be a tara or a Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> but for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have any other like notes on this out? Al- I know you have notes, but like, do you have anything specifically about this, this album that we should cover? Um, no. Um, I think we, we sort of covered it. I, how would you, how would you rate it on if you had a, a scale of like one to 100? Oh man, that's that's so hard. Like, um, we should we should figure out a rating scale because I have like another rating scale, but I didn't listen to it well enough to use my rating scale. To be honest, okay. Um, but so but this like is a rating scale. This is a rating scale that can develop. Yeah. As we talk about these albums, it, like of course, right now the rating scale is like very general. Yeah. So this is the first thing we're putting on it. So there's no, you know, context essentially. Yeah. So, but you should, you should pin it to something. Okay. We can always move it around later. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is an album that like, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, like I listen to everything. It's like the production's really good. The vocals are really good. The songwriting's really good. Um, but it, it's not a, an album that like I listened to and I was like, I need to listen to yeah. this over and over again. Yeah. And so for that, I would put it like somewhere in the middle. Like it's like, okay. it's like a 70 for me. Okay. Because like, I feel like that's like super good. Like on a scale of one to 10, seven is pretty high. Yeah. But it's also not like I can't live without it. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. I would say like, you know, 90s are like, you know, you, you save the 90s for like your top 
10 yeah. albums, but, you know, and eighties are, you know, yeah. like this is an amazing phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to come back to it like super often, you know, and then seventies yeah. kind of going down from there, yeah. you know? I, I also like kind of want to go back to like the point that I was making earlier is like at this point in my life, it's so hard for me to rate any music low, sure. you yeah. know, um, like, uh, like, I was You're like so open-minded. I, I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm the best, aren't I? No. Um, like I was rating these like butt rock bands and, yeah. uh, and like I was rating them on a scale to five and most of them got like 3.6, four. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty high for a scale of one to five. Yeah. Right. Like, like a two or below would be bad. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. I, I feel like it's so hard to rate things because like, I just, I, I see the goodness and everything, but yeah. as as a as someone who i know loves this because you brought it to me yeah. and, you're, and you're talking about it a lot i'm interested what your rating is because i feel like that adds a lot more context yeah so <clears throat> my my rating i would i would say that i'm probably like at an 87 or an 88 oh wow yeah so you know i like i come back to this album mm-hmm. pretty often yeah um and I could, I could totally see what you're saying. I don't think that I was like, like instantly hooked by it. Yeah. But it's sort of like, it's been a little bit like modest mouse for me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like a very slow burn of like, you just come back to it and then it just becomes like a part of your existence. Um, and yeah, so it's like, it's, it's very, it's a very important album to me and one that, I keep coming back to you and especially over like the last 10 years, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. So yeah, I say it's like, it's up there almost to like desert Island status in the nineties, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but not quite, not quite. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's not like my favorite album of all time, but man, it is, it's a masterpiece. Nice. So, yeah, I feel like I, um, I do this thing where everything is my favorite too. Like, uh, I feel like, um, I'm always like, that's my favorite album or that's one of my favorite albums. And then I say that about everything. Yeah. And you're just, you're ultimately just forgetting about all all the other albums. And then someone reminds you like, Oh, no, yeah, that one too. Someone would be like, someone would be like, I thought you said this was your favorite or (laughs) or they'll be like, everything's your favorite. It's like, I just like a lot of stuff. Yeah. I like a lot of stuff, but I also have a hard time discovering new things too. So, yeah, you know, well, here we go. Here we go. Well, here we go. That's good. Is that the podcast? I think that's going to call I think it. That's the podcast. Cool. Do we have like a, a boop, boop, be doop. We'll have to come and, up with something. Yeah. We'll do it in post. There you go. Data. <laughs> there you did it. You All nailed right. it.